Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff. If you're a Christian entrepreneur like me, you know how important it is to build our businesses on the foundation of God's word. That's why I wrote my new devotional, Navigating Entrepreneurship Through the Lens of Scripture, a 30-day journey for Christian entrepreneurs. And I wanted to let you know that it's now available on Amazon. And you can also check it out at navigatingbiblicalentrepreneurship.com forward slash devotional. Welcome to Business God's Way podcast. My name is Jeff Elder, and I'm an online business coach, Christian leader, and funnels expert. This show is where we help established Christian online coaches create more income, freedom, and impact while keeping God at the center of everything we do as entrepreneurs and leaders. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Business God's Way. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope everybody is doing well. We've had some sunshine here in Ohio over the past couple of days. So it's been kind of nice to see the sun and to be able to get outdoors, even though it's still a little bit chilly. So I hope you're doing well in whatever part of the world that you're listening in today. I'm so appreciative of you taking the time to tune in every week. Today, we are going to continue our Friday series on the priority of the leader of the leader, the priority of the leader. And we've been going through this series now for the last two or three weeks, and we'll just keep going through. I'm not exactly sure how many more episodes in this series, but I want to make sure that we cover all of the bases that we can cover and even then still won't be able to cover this vast topic of the leader's priority and leadership and what makes a good leader and the characteristics of a good leader. And so I want to just kind of take this week by week and just see where the Lord leads us. And today, what I'm going to be talking about is the priority of the leader when it comes to planning. How should a leader plan? And I want to start off by sharing kind of a, a personal story about how in my early days, of doing business, I wasn't very good at bringing God in to the planning of the business. I didn't really know what that meant. And it wasn't like I wouldn't pray about things. And there, it wasn't that there were times times when I would invite God in. But to say that it was a habit of bringing God in to my decision making on every level of the business, I wasn't there. I just wasn't there. And again, I wanted to honor the Lord 
and I wanted a relationship with him and did have a relationship with him. And I prayed and I read the Bible, but this concept of bringing God in to every aspect of my business just wasn't where I was at at the time. And at the end of the day, that decision to not include God in every aspect of my business, it led to the fall of my business. We took on a project that we should not have taken on. It was a project that was one of those projects where my pride snuck in, my arrogance snuck in, my desire for achievement and fame and prestige and money that all snuck in and as a result lost the business. And that was a very painful process for me. And when the Lord told me that I was going to get back up and start business again, which I did not want to do. I was totally broken. I was burnt out. I was tired. I was frustrated. I was angry. I was sad. I did not want to get back up and keep going. I was ready to, to throw in the towel and to get out of this whole entrepreneurial journey. But the Lord had different plans, <laughs> right? See, we as humans, we plan and we make plans and we often think that our plans are bulletproof and that there is nothing better or no one else can come up with better plans than we just came up with. But we forget to realize that at the end of the day, God is in control. God holds the plans of our life in his hands. And he still calls us to plan. It is our responsibility as leaders to plan. But we need to bring God into that planning and those decisions. He needs to be a part of that. He needs to be a big part of that. He has the final say in what our plans look like. And for us to be planners, we are actually being a carbon copy of what God does. And one of the ways that we glorify God in our lives is by being like him and doing what he does. And the Lord is a planner. 
And we, by nature, are being image bearers of God. He has made us to be planners too. So we do have a responsibility to plan, and to be like God in this planning process. And we see that God's a planner in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, where it says, "For I know." The plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans for welfare, and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. God had Jeremiah's life planned out from the beginning of time. God has a plan for your life. And my life that he designed before the beginning of time. God is a planner, and he calls us to be planners as well. Another great illustration of this idea that God is a planner, and he wants us to plan and to be wise. In the decisions that we make, is in Luke fourteen eighteen through thirty two. Listen to this passage. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation. And is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to mock him, saying, "This man began to build and was not able to finish." Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with ten thousand? To meet him who comes against him with twenty thousand, and if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. Now, in this passage, the context here is Jesus is talking about. Discipleship. He's talking about the cost of following Jesus, and what he's saying here is: be very careful before you commit your life to me. Be very careful before you say yes to this gift that I'm offering you in salvation, because it comes with a cost. You are to weigh that cost. And he he illustrates this by these two analogies of of a man who builds a tower but he doesn't plan very well, and then because of his lack of planning, he's not able to complete it, and he's seen as foolish. Or the king that's about to go to war. Kings. Sit down, and they plan, and they seek advice and counsel. Should we do this? Should we not? What are the what are the pros and cons? 
And so we see through Jeremiah and through Luke that this idea that we are planners is very important. God wants us to plan. He calls us to plan. He calls us to think through these these options, these decisions, business decisions, business plans, where your business is heading in the future, what it's doing today, what it's doing tomorrow, what it did yesterday. We need to plan. That is the leader's priority is to plan because when we plan, we are doing the very thing that God does. And we bring glory and we bring honor to him in the planning. But, but, we do not plan apart from God. God needs to be integrated into our planning. Yes, we plan but we hold those plans loosely. We seek God. We ask God, Lord, are these plans your plans? We need to seek him. We need to, we need to let down the pride that says our plans are better than God's. Our plans are better than anybody's. Proverbs 15.21 says, Folly is a joy to him who lacks sense, but a man of understanding walks straight ahead. Basically what this is saying is that we lack sense if we don't include God in our planning, in our lives. But when we seek understanding, and we seek the Lord in our life, in our business, and in our planning, then it says that our path will be made straight. We will have less roadblocks. We will have less pain in our business. If we choose to not be foolish and to lack sense, and to seek the Lord in the plans that we create. We are so prideful. I am so prideful. Right? Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but it ends in the way to death. But, but in the end is the way to death. We all think that we know it all. We all think that we can plan and not include God in those plans and that it will work out. My friends, kingdompreneurs, that is not how we approach planning as entrepreneurs, as leaders. We have to let down the pride, we have to let down the arrogance. And we have to bring God into this process. We are not, we are not smart enough <laughs> to create plans that will succeed. We can try, and some of them may, some of them may. 
But listen to Proverbs 21.30. No wisdom, no understanding, no counsel can avail against the Lord. And when I was studying this passage, it's literally saying no one has wisdom, no one has understanding, no one has proper counsel. These things cannot avail against the Lord. We don't have enough wisdom. We don't have enough understanding. We don't have enough counsel in our lives that can go against the Lord. That is why as leaders, we need to make sure that we are seeking wisdom, that we are seeking understanding, godly wisdom, godly understanding, so that we can provide godly counsel. But for those of you who are coaches, we can do these things and we are called to seek these things, wisdom and understanding. But even our own counsel, even our own coaching needs to be submitted to God. Those who we coach, those who we lead, we need to be encouraging, encouraging them to also take the advice that we give them, the counsel, the coaching that we give them. And we need to be encouraging them to take what we say as their coach and lay it before the Lord and seek the Lord. Because at the end of the day, the Lord always wins when it comes to planning. And we are called to plan. I want to reiterate that. Just because it's the Lord at the end of the day who wins over our plans, we still have a part in the process. And I love Proverbs 21, 31. It says, the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. You see, when an army would go to war, they would prepare, they would plan, they would get their horses ready for battle. But here's what's interesting. If you look throughout the Old Testament and all the battles that took place, the army of Israel, as long as they submitted to God and they were following God, they could not be defeated. They prepared for battle. They got ready for, the bat for battle. But you know what? It wasn't them who won the battle. It was the Lord. The victory belonged to the Lord. But it came through the process of planning for battle. My friends, you and I are in a battle today. We are in a spiritual battle. And we have been given, according to Ephesians 6, the armor of God. And it is our responsibility every day to plan to put on this, army, this armor, but it is the Lord who will get victory for us.
Proverbs 16, 1 through 5. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. See, in our hearts, we have a desire to plan. There is a need to plan. But if it's detached from the wisdom of the Lord, it is foolishness. We think that our ways are pure. We think that our plans are so good. But at the end of the day, the Lord is going to weigh our spirits. He's going he's gonna to hold us account to what we did with our plans and how we planned and whether or not we submitted those plans to him and invited him in to be part of the plans and that we submitted our plans to him. Like he says in verse 3 of Proverbs 16, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Commit your work to the Lord. When I plan now, my goal, my aim, and I'm still not perfect with this, but my goal is, okay, Lord, I'm about to plan what needs to be planned. So I commit these plans to you. I pray, Lord, that you will guide me in the creation of these plans. I want you to partner with me in these plans that I'm about to make. And Lord, give me the humility to submit these plans and to confess and to admit that in my own strength and in my own ability and in my own wisdom, I do not have what it takes to plan in a way that would honor you and my business. Do not be arrogant with your plans. Verse 5 of Proverbs 16, Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. See, when I took on this project that we should not have taken on, there was a lot of arrogance. Oh, I don't need to listen to other people. I know what I'm doing. I got this under control. I don't need the Lord. I don't need other people. That was sin, my friends. And it cost me. It cost me. And so I'm pleading with you as someone who went through the most horrific time in my life losing my business because of this very topic. I'm pleading with you. I'm begging you. Please do not be arrogant. Do not think that you know better than the Lord. Allow him in. 
He wants the best for you. He wants the best for your business. If you're seeking Him and following Him and desiring to do what He has called you to do, and you are being obedient, and you are confessing your sin when you fall, because we all fall, but you get them back up, and you're confessing, and you're asking for forgiveness, and you're relying on the Holy Spirit. His plans will be exactly what they need to be to accomplish His will in your life and in your business. So please listen to these words. Pay attention. It will save you a lot of pain and a lot of frustration. So first, we need to bring God in to our plans. We need to commit them to Him. We need to ask Him to guide us, to lead us. And at the end of the day, we need to ask Him, Lord, I know that these are my plans. But Lord, are these your plans? And then have the humility enough to change the plans if he calls you to change the plans. Knowing that he has a better plan for you. This is what leadership is all about. We have to lead by example. We have to plan by example. We have to make planning a priority in our lives, in our business, in our organizations. This is a priority of the leader, is how they plan. I shared how when I had this, this business opportunity, I did not seek other people's advice. Again, because of pride, because of arrogance, I did not seek the advice of godly men or women in my life. I just went for it. I made all these decisions without allowing somebody else to come in. And Proverbs talks about this whole idea of allowing other people to come into this process of planning. And that it is wise for leaders and Christians in general to take and listen to advice. Advice of people we trust. Advice of people who we know who are following the Lord. Proverbs twelve fifteen says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to his uh, listens to advice. Proverbs thirteen one a wise son Here's his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Proverbs 13, 13 through 14, whoever despises the word brings destruction on himself, but he who reserves the commandment will be rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. Proverbs 19.20 Listen to advice and accept instruction that ye may gain wisdom in the future. Proverbs 115 
my son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths. So Proverbs 115 that I just read is a warning against following the advice of those who are not walking according to the way of the Lord. But all the previous verses that I read, the writer of Proverbs is admonishing us, listen to advice, take rebuke, listen to commandments of the Lord, listen Take advice, take counsel, take rebuke. When we invite others in, other godly people that we trust into the process, listen to them. They may have insight that we don't have. They may have something different to offer that we just don't see. If we don't listen to the advice of others, it is arrogance. It is pride. I'm just going to call it what it is. When we don't have the humility to take other people's advice, it is a form of pride. It is arrogance. And as leaders, we need to be humble enough to invite that wisdom, that godly wisdom, that advice, that rebuke, as hard as it may be, be humble enough to listen. And then take what is said by those friends, by those advisors, by those people that you've allowed into your life to provide truth. And take those things to the Lord and say, okay, God, here are my plans here is some input I got from, from your children. Lord, what's next? Who, what, what do I need to do here? Are they, are they right? Is this what you want me to do? We have to take and be willing to take input and advice from other people. We need to bring other godly people into the process of are planning as leaders. And as leaders, hopefully we are surrounded by such people. We are surrounded by godly people that we love, that we trust, that we know they love us and they want the best for us. We need to invite these people in as leaders. And we need to listen to them. We need to hear their advice, even if it's a rebuke even if it's a rebuke. We need to allow guidance from other people. Proverbs 13.10 By insolence comes nothing but strife, but with those who take advice is wisdom. Proverbs 21.5 The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. The diligent. And I struggle with this part sometimes too because in business, sometimes we have to make decisions. And those decisions have to be quick. But I think those 
types of decisions are not as often as we claim them to be. There are a lot of other reasons why we come to hasty decisions. But we need to be diligent. We need to be, we need to allow space and time to reflect. We can't just make plans, check them off as this is good enough. This is good. I did this and then hastily start to execute those plans. That kind of haste leads to poverty. And this is so true. When, when I got that project, all my plans were hasty. Got to do this. Got to do that. Let's do this. All of it. And it led to the end of that business. It led to the end of me being able to make money. Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in a, an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Where there is no guidance, people will fall. But where there is an abundance of counselors, there is safety. There is safety with having a group of people around us, providing guidance and insight and wisdom and perspective. There is safety. There are people like that in my life right now, and, and that is so true. I feel safe. I feel protected. I feel like I have somebody, a handful of people, godly people, godly friends that I can go to, that I need to be going to more often if I'm being honest. Do you have that network of people around you as a leader? I hope so. As an entrepreneur, I hope so. Because as as one of the priorities of a leader is to plan, we need to make sure that that planning is done in both a partnership with God and a partnership with other people. Because when we do that, when we invite God into the process, when we invite other godly people into the process of planning, we are set for success a lot more so than if we choose not to. If we choose not to do those things as leaders, the Bible says folly, destruction, poverty, those things may come. They may not be there yet. But God's word is truth. And if we continue to not bring God in and other people into the planning, those things will happen. But if we do include God and we do include other people and we commit our plans and our ways to the Lord and we allow him to rule over those plans and to direct those plans, 
then the likelihood of success far outweigh the likelihood of destruction, foolishness, and destruction. My friends, my prayer, my prayer is that we would be leaders who plan well and who take on the responsibility of planning, but we would hold those plans very loosely in our hands. We would seek the advice of other people, and most of all, we would seek the wisdom, guidance, and advice of the Lord. Because at the end of the day, He determines our steps. He determines the plans that we are to follow. And He loves us so much, and He only wants the best for us. He wants you to have impact with your business. He wants your business to be in a place where it can make kingdom impact. Because you have been called. You have been called to not only entrepreneurship, but you've been called. Some of you have been called. No, I'm going to take that back. We all have been called to take on some form of leadership. Some form of leadership. And my prayer is that we would be leaders that God would look down and smile upon and he would bless. All right, that is what I have for you today. I pray that my words would be God's words. I pray that the Holy Spirit would, would bring these words that I spoke today and that he would implant them in your hearts and that he would water them and continue to nourish them and that he would conform you more into the image of Christ so that you can become the leader that can have tremendous impact. I love you guys. I am praying for you guys. If you want, I'd love to hear your feedback. Head over to Instagram and just DM me over there. You can reach me there at Jeff Elder BGW and leave me your feedback. Any questions, any insight? What did you think about today's episode? What other episodes would you like me to cover on this podcast? I'd love to hear from you, even if it's just to say hello. All right, until next week, continue to do business God's way. Continue to be the leader that God's called you to be. God bless you guys. I will talk to you soon.